Anyway, th- that was pretty fucking dope. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Best of Five Show. My name is Elon, and I am joined by John Velociraptor Guerrero and Steve Ace King Offsuit, Main Squeeze Offsuit Jurek. Almost missed it. How's everybody doing today? At, at some point, that nickname is going to die. It's going to happen. Chat. Yeah, but you saying stuff like that only puts a little more fuel in the tank. Chat. Let me and see some. Gas is cheap right now. Let me see some ones in the chat if we like the Main Squeeze nickname. Let me see some ones. If you don't like it, you can also put in a two. There you go. (laughs) And if it's a three, that means you really like it. (laughs) Uh, Well, this is more polarizing than anything else we have to talk about (laughs) this week. (laughs) Oh, man. I doubt it. (laughs) The chat is very, uh, very split. Mostly ones, though. I didn't count, but I'm just saying it's mostly ones. So everybody loves the main I, squeeze off suit. Jerk. I, I don't think so. I, I, I see as many fives as I see ones. Yeah, and that's f- five ones. That That's not how that works. But it is a joke that must be made every time we do this kind of thing. The yeah. rumor will sub if we keep Man, uh, the main fucking... name. So you know what? I'll hang on to it. <laughs> did you guys see that Leroy is trending on Twitter? Leroy? <laughs> also, you know who else is trending? Uh, Zero the Hero and Fanatical Milk. They are. Uh, they have been subbed for four and five months, respectively. Sorry, five and four wow. months, respectively. And Narima did it. I, th- I think this is the first time I've ever seen somebody say they'll sub for something and they actually subbed. So thank you for keep, staying true to your word, Narima. Um, and Steve is now the main squeeze forever. When's he going to change his Twitter? How about if we get five, 15 subs, Steve will change his Twitter handle to main. No, 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 no. <laughs> if we get three more, no. I'll, 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 tra- I'll change my name. Uh-uh, not uh-uh. my handle. No, no, not no, my handle. None of this right, shit. No, not like what the ad is, but just your name. Yeah, hold up. Yeah. Not, none of this shit. Hey, We're, why not? Damn it. What I'm saying is that number's too low. If we get 100 oh, subs... Like if we get 100 subs... Okay, how about this? We'll do it. For th- if, if we get, well, two more now, because OG Geeks, OG Geeks is fair. Thank you, OG Thank Geek. You. If we get two more, then I will I will change it for a week. And if and we get to 100... I will, I, 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 will, I will keep it that way for an additional week for every three additional subs we get after that. And then if we oh. reach 100 subs, you change your handle. You get a tattoo of it. <laughs> no, that's not. No, you change the handle. We get to pick where the tattoo goes. If, if oh, we get uh, a, if we get a thousand subs, I'll get a tattoo of it. Steve, <laughs> Lon will get a, we'll get a main squeeze offsuit, <laughs> tramp stamp. If we get a thousand. Okay, subs. no, no, no tramp. I, stamp. I have already made a promise that the only thing I will ever get tattooed on me is my child's name. Do you have children? Well, then you'll have to name your child Main Squeeze Off Suit. Or if something happens and I almost die, I will get a tattoo mm. of that. Or if I win a world championship in something. Those are the only three reasons I will ever get a tattoo, ever. Wait, okay, so hold up. So if, you, like, if you're on a boat and the boat starts sinking and you almost die and then you get rescued, you're going to get a tattoo of a boat? No, I'll get a tattoo that says Magic Pixel. Or like so a tight. health bar 
with like just a sliver of green. Oh, okay. I People see. will be like, "What is that?" And you'll get to tell them the story. Yeah. About how you beat nature. Okay. Yeah, I like that a lot better. Give me the Grim Reaper. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I will legit get if if God forbid something happens, I will legit get a magic pixel tattoo. That's nice. legit. Um, yeah, I thought you were just gonna like, oh, if you almost died in a plane crash, you're just gonna get a plane tattooed on yourself. And I feel okay. like that might just be like a terrible way of like dealing with trauma because then you have to remember that every time you look at your arm. <laughs> I'm terrible at dealing with trauma anyway, dude. Me so, too. You know, I'm kind of, we're kind of in that boat, my friend. Yeah, I I um used to think that I was like above the curve with that kind of stuff, and like, oh, everybody else is a little more sensitive than I am. But I had like a breakdown this morning um, while playing Street Fighter, like more so than I ever have before. So I, I don't, don't I don't handle even Street Fighter stress well. I think everyone is just like right now, like like I'm gonna be real. On you, doesn't it? Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna be real. I have not been in a good spot for like the last month. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I had my phys- my health issues that kept me off for a couple weeks, and then. Even after that, I've just been, and I work, here's the thing. I work in a job that's considered essential. Mm-hmm. So my work schedule has been the same as it always has. I don't really go out and socialize much anyway. So it hasn't impacted me as much as it has impacted others, but I'm still in a very dark place right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's scary because I just don't see where the you know the light at the end of the tunnel is and i don't yeah. mean that in a dangerous way i just mean in like i don't know yeah I, no um, I, I, really I'm, getting real. I'm getting no, no, no. Real. Here, here's the thing i think i think we need to have this moment and i want to join in on it too because i'm kind of in the same boat um i before the shit went down uh i was getting to a point where i was finally getting happy with my work-life balance and uh then the shit hit the fan, and now I am stupidly overworked. Uh, like, for example, I got off of work work at, like, 4 o'clock. We're doing this, and then I have to go back to work, like, at 7.30, right as I end the stream. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, and I know what you mean. Like, it's finally getting to me. I, I was, like, the first couple of weeks, like, the first month or so, like, it was fine. And, like, I was able to, like, focus on work and, like, just do all my shit. But, like, this week, man, like, yesterday and today, actually even last week, like, something's hitting. I don't know what it is. I think it's just, like, I think it's everything, right? And, like, just everything is, like, changing but staying the same. I've been stuck in my apartment. Like, I haven't left my apartment in Thursday. It's going to be another round of uh, uh, 14 days of quarantine because I had to go visit my parents. And my parents are not being very smart. Um, so I had to restart the quarantine there. Uh, but it's like, well, like it, it's really been hitting me to the point where like, I am usually very patient, but I have not been very patient recently. I was about ready to cuss John out and then he joined in the call like a minute before we started and I had to stop myself. I'm kidding. You're mad at me? Slightly. I was, I was because it was 603 and you hadn't joined the call. Damn it. <laughs> it was, no, it wasn't. I joined the call at. 3.59 my time. Bullshit. 5.59 your it, time. It was 6.03 when I started the stream, so you probably joined the call like at 6, 0, 6 o'clock on the dot or 6.01. It was 01. like 6.01. Yeah. I, I noted it because I was thinking about it. 
Your clock is but wrong. That's fair enough. We'll give we'll give a plus or minus. Two. Either way, but what I mean is the the point of this whole thing is not that I'm upset at John. It's that my brain is starting to have to like we're I'm finally having to deal with this shit. Right? I can't just run away from my problems by working too hard anymore because. Now I'm settling into my work, my new triplified work schedule, and now yeah. like everything's catching up to me. So, so I feel for it. you, it's actually like things are actually are ramped up. Yeah, as opposed to it's, just like there's nothing to it's do and crazy. my routine isn't there. Well, also that is what it sounds like. Yeah, it's crazy because uh, yeah, I, w- I was just telling Steve right before we started the show. Um, my I am essentially responsible for two companies right now (laughs) i i used to work two jobs where i was just you know like uh like not middleman but like you know i was just a cog in the machine right uh Mm. and now it's like if i'm not there like shit isn't getting done for both companies and like that's been a bizarre transition and i know me saying this, uh, I'm coming from a very, very privileged point of view where I'm working more than I was before all this hit the fan. Um, but man, I'd be lying if I said it was great. <laughs> and that's part of what's fucking with me too. It's like I am, you know, as bad as I am, I know of many, 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 many people who have it a whole lot worse than I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been fortunate where I haven't had family members who have been impacted by uh, by this yet mm-hmm. um, health wise um, we've all been impacted financially obviously but um, you know my friends haven't had those scares yet mm-hmm. and I can't say that for everybody yeah. so you know it, it feels bad to feel bad right now yeah and here's the other thing too, and this is something that I realized last week is, even though Steve, you and I are were quote unquote well off uh, compared to the current situation, uh, that doesn't mean we don't have problems, right? Everybody's fighting their own battle. Everybody has different things that they need to deal with, and things are bigger for some people that aren't so big for others. So you just gotta hang in there, and uh, you know, just keep on keeping on, and keep on waking up the next day and then going to sleep and then waking up and then taking baby steps towards the future, which will hopefully be baby steps. Yes. Imagine babies right now or small children running around. Not babies is one thing, Mm -hmm. but kids that can move around and get into stuff and and has a lot of energy. Yeah, man. I, so a lot of struggles. It's, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I was producing an interview earlier today and, uh, one of the subjects, kids interrupted the interview not once but twice and it was funny because like and this is one of those things where like like i was saying before like i think my patience is wearing thin but now that i'm looking back at it it definitely was funny but at the time it's like come on kid your dad just told you to stay out of the room what the fuck you doing and the kid comes in he's like hey can you watch this youtube video with me (laughs) it's like it's adorable but it's like oh boy i can't even imagine like what their daily life is see one of my friends uh has a uh, kid who's, uh, you know, special needs, mm-hmm. six years old. Um, and she's a nurse on top of that. Mm. Um, so it has been, you know, I haven't had that experience, but I see what she's going through. And it's it's rough. Yeah. It is very, very rough right now. 
Yeah, which makes it even worse. We're going to get into our first topic since we're already on it. Which, which makes it even worse that now we have certain states reopening. This is bad. This is very bad. And I don't think I have any other words to say other than that. <laughs> well, to get into a bit more detail, um, those of you outside the U.S., um, there has been growing conflict between those who um, are in support of stay-at-home orders, which vary from state to state, and those who are against them, or at least against uh, how far-reaching they are. They say that uh, the government is overstepping its boundaries right now, they are overreacting to the crisis, um, the financial difficulties caused by closing non-essential businesses and forcing them to remain closed um, is harsh and will do long-term damage uh, to millions of people. Um, and that they believe that, st that there are responsible ways for uh, states, for those businesses to reopen. And we are starting to see that. Uh, Georgia, for example, is... Uh, expanding the list of businesses that can be open on Friday. Um, and then this following Monday, as of right now, it's scheduled to include uh, movie theaters and restaurants uh, being able to reopen. I know, I, I don't know the details of Texas, but I know you were talking about the things were starting to re reopen there. Yeah, I think, so I know they reopened parks, this week, which great grand scheme of things, not terrible, right? Because now people can go back to walking and stuff and, you know, exercising and doing all that stuff. But um, the thing that struck me the most uh, about this whole thing is not only and, and I think this has been a reoccurring thing for as long as I've been alive. And I think this is finally coming to the forefront is uh, you saw even today they had like an upstate New York uh, rally for reopening. Right, where a bunch of people without masks, without any care in the world whatsoever, uh, were protesting for things to reopen. Uh, it was the same thing in Texas last week. Uh, people were gathering outside of the governor's mansion here in Austin. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's funny because it, I, so. We've been noticing that, you know, now essential workers, like people working at grocery stores, people working the jobs that actually matter, that we've all learned matters, nurses, doctors, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we're all calling them heroes. We're all saying, thank you for your work. We're cheering them when they go home from work and all this other shit. And that's all we're doing. We're not helping them be safer in any way. We're not caring for them in any way. We're not doing shit and reopening shit like this is only going to prolong the damage and everything else that's been going on. So this is another giant slap in the face or a knife in the back, as it were, uh, to all those essential workers who have been putting their lives on the line to, you know, keep people with like keep people alive, essentially, like, right, you know, uh, 
things it, yeah that's just one of those things where it's like you know it's always in the back of your mind where like you know you can call someone a hero all you want but if you ain't doing shit then what the fuck do your words matter anyway that's just something i'm pissed about my thoughts are this oh go, go ahead john go ahead no it's cool it was just a small thing and i'd rather hear yours what i was gonna say is this um you know i do not envy anyone who's in a position of financial difficulty because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel we're definitely headed to a recession. Um, I think we there's a very, very, very good chance we are headed to a depression, mm-hmm. at least in the United States because of this. Um, I don't know if there's necessary... Uh, you know, I understand the frustration, I understand the fear, and I am not trying to belittle anyone who believes those things. My big fear right now is that we simply don't have the means to prevent this from spreading. We don't have enough testing to figure out who actually has the disease right now. Um, We don't have the chemicals and the, the other things needed to process these tests quickly to get results back. Uh, we t- we are still in shortages of personal protective equipment, you know, not mm-hmm. just in nurses, but in anyone who is doing work that is considered essential right now. I don't know. My fear is that if we do a reopening before we're ready, we will have another big wave and we'll have to go through all of this pain again. Mm-hmm. And it's literally what happened in 1918. You know, and I, I and I don't I'm not mad at anyone for for wanting things to reopen because mm-hmm. the, the pain is unimaginable. You know, I I grew up I lived in poverty. You know, I, it's not anything I would wish on anybody. Mm-hmm. So I so I'm not I see the protesters and I'm not thinking, oh man, you're stupid, you're you're morons. I'm not thinking that. I I, I I'm just thinking. I know this is bad, but I just don't want this plus other bad things to happen. Because what's happening now, one way or another, it's going to happen. We're going to have to go through this pain. Mm-hmm. The whole point of this is is twofold. It's to make sure, A, that people don't get sick quickly, and B, if we do get have a big wave, we have enough supplies, we have enough protective gear, we have enough testing to handle that and right now we don't we need the stockpiles aren't full right now Mm -hmm. so yeah no the and the big frustrating part of all this is that the people in power who are supposed to be helping and helping prevent all of this aren't are quite frankly you know making things worse um as an example uh i work for a small local theater here in Austin, uh, which is partly why I've been overworked now is because I've been streaming stuff for them online to try to help them pivot their business. They're still paying fucking rent. Beaver for the win. Thank you for paying your rent to us. (laughs) I could have worded that better. Uh, But uh, they're still paying rent. And, you know, they're not able to keep their business going. And on top of that, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a payment protection plan. That was a paycheck protection plan, sorry, that uh, was being rolled out 
to help small businesses, right? Uh, to keep paying their staff so that we can avoid this recession or this depression when things are said and done with. Do you know where that money went? Uh, it went, I know some of it went to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that money went mostly to big chains because those big chains are claiming each store as a separate small business because the limit of 500 employees, uh, the, the limit for it was 500 employees. If you have more than 500 employees, you aren't qualified for this plan. Five, uh, according to the Steak Shack CEO, which Steak Shack returned the money yes, that they I did see that uh, that they gave. Uh, they said that the rules, as written, were allowed, uh, basically allowed you to apply if you employed 500 people or fewer per location. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know of any restaurant off the top of my head which employs more than 500 people maybe disney maybe the stuff on disney's properties count mm-hmm. because i yeah but i just don't but yeah but any, but what i what i was getting to is this paycheck protection program is now out of money and meanwhile you know my small theater here ain't got shit and we're still trying to pay rent uh billions of other businesses around the us probably didn't get shit and are trying to uh trying to stay open hell uh one of the biggest comedy uh comedy theater or comedy uh, companies in new york uh the united or the upright citizens brigade uh who's run by amy poehler and a couple of other people uh, of that uh crew uh closed down their new york locations today like for good yeah uh yeah, and, you know, they had to get rid of their entire staff. And while there have been issues with how they've handled that, the big issue, the like, the big picture issue is there's a bunch of businesses who could use the help either from ev- even just, like, a rent protection, right? Like, we have all the eviction protections for, uh, for uh, residencies, which some landlords don't even give a fuck about and are still kicking people out. Uh, but like with companies, like, you know, there are companies that can't afford to keep paying rent without money coming in. And that's what that plan was supposed to help with. And that's gone. So, you know, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating playing Sub-Zero. The Ice Clone does not work properly. This is a thing where there's simply no easy answers. And I'm not saying that to try and let the blip let people deflect blame. I'm saying that because this is a situation that we haven't faced before as a society. So we're all kind of going by the seat of our pants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've built up everything, all of the rules we have in place, all of the methods we have in place are based on things working a certain way. And right now they can't work that way. So now what do we do? We don't know. Yep. And the people who are um, supposed to protect us don't. But anyway, I'll stop I, I know we kind of got into a <laughs> tangent on this, but yes. uh, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because these sort of decisions, these sort of uh, uh, decisions to reopen the economy in these certain states will have impacts on uh, events. Because if you remember, a lot of these events are waiting for the government to say you can't run or waiting for the venue to say 
we won't be open on this date so that they can get out of their contracts. Um, you know, if you're in Georgia, obviously climax night, you're definitely looking at this because yeah, large gatherings are probably going to be one of the last things to reopen. But at this pace, I don't see how they don't say, okay, we're good to go. You can run in October at this point. Um, you know, the governor of Nevada uh, is going to address his state at uh, 5 p.m. local time, or 5 p.m. local time, which will be in about minutes. a half hour. Yeah. And that will have a big impact on, you know, if the casinos will be able to be open, which obviously has an impact on Evo. You know, Florida, you know, Florida, obviously with CEO, they're, they're talking about moving to December. Uh, but, you know, there's still the possibility that they run in June. You know, all of this is still up in the air and it's going to have real life, real, real consequences within the FGC. Obviously, on top of the large consequences it has for the rest of the country. Mm hmm. Yeah. If it does open back up, what percentage would you say the people that normally attend Evo still would attend Evo? Like, I keep going back and forth on that because obviously I don't think there, I think there's a large, large number of people who have no desire to hang out in a group of 5,000 people mm -hmm. right now. You know, they don't want to sit in an arena full, uh, you know, within, you, you can't do social distancing at a tournament like that. It just doesn't work. You, you can protect yourself as best you can, but you can't stay six feet apart from everybody unless you're mm -hmm. like, you know, unless Combo Breaker, if it were running, would, would have a capacity of 100 people or so. That, that's just not feasible. But I, you know, if it's an option, I know so many people who are just going to roll into the first event they can because they miss this. They miss... You know, there's an energy at events. There's, I, I I hate crowds, but I love going to tournaments because there's just that energy, that shared passion that just recharges my love for what I do. And, and it comes down for the individual. Are they more afraid of getting sick or do they want the plus of whatever it is they're going out to do? And I think it's going to be like, it's not going to be 100%, but I think it'll be like two thirds that still show up if it were to open up. And the thing is, is, you know, the vast majority of the crowd that goes to fighting game tournaments are young people. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of people who aren't going to get have be as heavily impacted health-wise if they do contract things. Not to say that it's impossible, but that group, the, the group most, least likely to be impacted is young people. So there's this thought of invincibility. There's this thought of, you know... I won't get this, and if I do, it won't be so bad. So the, the fear of, you know, someone care, uh, spreading ACE either, you know, being a little sick and not following proper protocol or carrying asymptomatically and spreading like wildfire like that, that's a huge fear, but I don't know if we're necessarily ready for if people are going to have that same diligence you know, after being cooped up in their places for three, four months. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think it's stupid. <laughs> uh, and I mean, it's weird, right? Because like we already, in a way, like we know what's we know what's gonna happen because it's already happened. Like we call it Evola, <laughs> right? <laughs> Evola is like exactly what's gonna happen except with COVID nineteen. If uh, a fighting game event were to reopen, it's gonna be the same thing. Somebody's gonna come in sick or asymptomatic, and it's gonna get to everybody. Uh. Because you're be... not getting eight hours of sleep. You're not, you know, you're not eating right, most likely. No. You know, I last time I went, I I did it smarter. You know, we went and we sh- we showed up on Thursday, and you know, as soon as we checked into the hotel, because it was me and a couple other older heads, uh, Splinter and Shogun uh, from the Minnesota scene, we went over to, you know, the Target that was nearby. And we bought, like, actual groceries. We bought granola bars. We got bought bananas. We bought water. So we had, like, actual food we could get. But we still ate out a lot. And we still had, you know, whatever fast food options they had nearby at Culver's before it ran out of food or whatever they were serving at the venue. There are a bunch of people who are just going to have nothing but that, and they're not going to take care of themselves, and they're going to get, like, three hours of sleep, and they're going to be less healthy, and they're going to be more likely to succumb to something while they're there. That's just the nature of tournaments. Mm-hmm. Also, though, this is what – I don't want to do the math off the top of my head. It's like another four months, right? A lot of people are going to have had the disease by then, you know, the way it's spreading around. So a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, I've, I've, I've had it, or I've been tested – and whatever it is. Like like L.I. Joe, L.I. Joe could go to Evo and he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he's not going to communicate it to other people. He's not going to be worried about getting it. And I bet a lot of people are going to be in that boat too. So you have to take that into account as far as uh, the population would go. Yeah, although I think, I could be wrong about this, but I think I read somewhere that this isn't one of those things where it's one and done. We don't know. It might be one and done. It might be, you might be more susceptible. We don't know. This is all brand new. So it it takes time to figure that out, and we haven't had time yet. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I read that like people who have already recovered from it tested negative to it now are testing positive again. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I read that. I could be wrong, but I'm like eighty percent sure I read that. It could just be a fucking fever dream. I'm I had a sure I read that. No, here's here's something. the here's the deal. Here's why I say this. Uh, it could be a fucking fever dream. I had a, a fucking nightmare just tonight where I was, I forget where I was. I was at an event and I shook hands with somebody. And after I did it, I was like, oh no, I'm going to die. And then I woke up. Right. Uh, and granted, I don't think that in real life, but that's just what the nightmare was. Uh, so it's totally possible that I could have dreamt that I, other people are saying that they read it too. So not a dream or a nightmare, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a really dumb idea. Uh, and it's a really irresponsible idea. But, you know, you can only stop someone from shooting themselves in the foot for so long. And if they're motivated enough, they'll get it done. It's just a shame that everybody else gets shot in the foot, too. You know, uh, what would be a shame to me is if we didn't get Steve to change his name. And there's a lot more people watching the stream right now than were when we first talked about this. So i just like to let everyone know that... Uh, how many are we at? Do we only need one more? One more. 
Um, One more subscriber, and Steve will change his Twitter name, not his actual handle, but his name, to main squeeze-off suit. And for every three subs we get after that, he'll do it for another week. So if we get one more, he'll do it for a week. And he hates it. That's the thing. That's the best part about it is because he hates it. And if we get a hundred, and if we get a hundred, he's gonna change his handle. Oh, Long's gonna get tramp stamp tattooed. No, that's if we get like five thousand. Five thousand is I'll get it tattooed on me, not a tramp stamp because that's not classy. We gotta make it classy. And you are the classy. Oh, sure am. Like, please look at this fucking beard, like piece of shit that's growing on my face that I haven't. This is the best I can do. This look look at the this is like a month's work right here. You when when it comes to this cuz this is always a point of of masculine pride at least to a degree and and having full beards and whatnot and sure everybody wishes they could have uh, you know if they're going to grow out a beard one of these motherfuckers right but Keanu Reeves is like the most beloved person on the planet right now, and he has a spotty as hell beard. And if Keanu's gonna just go out there and do that, why can't I? So I don't care. Mine doesn't always connect everywhere and stuff. Yeah. I embrace it. Look, my 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 Keanu's issue team. my issue with my facial hair is not that I'm comparing it to others. Is that I don't like it. Right? Like, look at this fucking shit. Like, what am I from? Like fucking Renaissance France? <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> ten, ten cups. Better change that shit. Thank you, Tenka, for the two-month streak. All right. right. Steve is now having to change his name. Uh, Edit profile. uh, While you're doing that, Steve, uh, let's move on to our other topic. Uh, Something big happened this weekend. Well, a couple of things happened this weekend and this week, I guess. Uh, Let's let's hit the fun one first because I want to talk about Guilty Gear. Okay. The Guilty Gear beta happened, and I had some fun with the game. A lot of other people had some fun with the game. Some people didn't have any game at all. Uh, I I wanted to know, did, did either of you two get to play it at all? I it was a beta, so of course I didn't get it. And it's probably for the best anyway, because, you know, with everything I was going through, uh, I wouldn't have been able to play. But. Yeah. John, did you get any of it at all, or no? No, but I talked with some buddies who did, and they were... (laughs) There's a little bit of good in there, but there's a lot of bad. Yeah. So, gameplay-wise, the game somehow still feels like Guilty Gear, right? Granted, it's it's exactly what I said way back when. It feels like the transition from Street Fighter 4 to Street Fighter 5. Especially because of the way the beta was held? Kinda. I'm sorry, continue. Kinda. But, like, what I mean is, like, it's the same thing. Like, you can't chain... Or like, all the the regular chains that you used to be able to do no longer are there. Like, you can't chain lights into mediums. Um, the damage is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you've seen, like, clips of, like, Potemkin getting uh, one of his uh, pot busters on someone, and it's, like, half of their life. Uh, if you, I was playing Saul, and if uh, if I had a full combo on someone on the wall, it would have been like a regular bread and butter is like eighty percent of their life. And isn't it like three or four hits? The combos are not very long, from what I hear. The the thing is, no, the combos aren't long. But uh, if you get the wall, wall bounces are a thing. Wall splats are a thing, and that's where the damage comes in, right? So with Saul. Uh, you could do uh, if you hit like 
his Fafnir, which is like a stupidly good move. Uh, like from half screen, you hit it, it bounces them up. You run up, you hit yourself a light kick. You go into the flip kick McTwist. And then you just do uh, the medium to heavy chain. Get yourself a special move in there, either a gun flame or uh, or a, um, a gun flame or uh, the other move that I'm forgetting right now. And then you do it one more time, and then they wall splat, and then you get yourself a DP up there, and then the wall breaks, and it's uh, that's 80% damage. <laughs> uh, mid screen, however, that doesn't work. Right, because uh, you need that wall to like bounce people back up and down. So the the corner game is kind of going to be like the big central, like oh here's where the combos happen. Uh, but the wall break mechanic is so bizarre, and I think it's because I don't understand it yet. Because like sometimes you wall bounce, sometimes you wall splat, and if you wall splat and you hit them again, the wall like the thing breaks, and then it you're back into neutral. So it. it it's like, and I guess you get like some sort of buff, but I don't know what the fuck. It's weird. I believe it's a meter buff uh, if you get a wall break, because you because you've got that option where do you go for the meter advantage or do you go for Oki? Yeah, I get. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, it's 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 very it's different. It's different, and like I said, it's it feels like the transition from four to five, where I think the game. I had a I had fun playing the game. I like the gameplay just fine, even though like it it is an exerd, but it's still guilty gear. It still feels like guilty gear minus the forward dash. The forward dashes are at like the forward air dashes are so bad. Oh, that makes me so sad. And I think I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> Flo posted a clip on his Twitter where he loaded the beta was gonna go into training mode and he air dashed once and quit the game. Uh, I thought that was very funny, and I kind of agree with his sentiment on that because the forward air dashes are so sad, and it hurts a little bit. Like the back backwards air dashes are fun, and then they're good, but ooh, I'm just sad at that one. I uh, I can give you my my quick summary of what I've been hearing about it, and that's this: as far as the good goes, it's beautiful. There's a lot of potential. And that's about it. As far as the bad goes, the game has too much damage. Some of the mechanics are clearly not quite balanced yet. Of course, we were playing on not rollback netcode for the beta, so we're not even totally sure how that's going to go. The lobbies are an absolute mess. And uh, there's many issues there. We can go into further detail. I'm just giving Mm -hmm. a general broad overview here. And ultimately, this is something that maybe we don't want Guilty Gear 2020, maybe we want it to be Guilty Gear 2021 because there's so much work that still needs to be done on this. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah. Uh, Steve, do you have any thoughts before I dive in? Um, well, speaking of the lobbies, I put a link in the uh, the chat, the Discord chat. Are you able to pull that up? Uh, can you... Can, do you need me to put it in the main chat? Can you Facebook it? Sure. I can Facebook Hopefully it. this doesn't blue screen my computer, but I think I fixed the blue screen issue. Ah, oh, damn it, a blue screen. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Don't scare <laughs> me like that. Yeah, man. you're a dick. <laughs> I love doing it because it's probably going to happen now. Uh, let's see. Okay, yeah, put it on the Facebook chat. I'll pull it up. There. There. Well, shit. 
speaking of the, um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll wait to set it up till you, till you have it pulled up. But there's this, you know, there is that conversation about how much deviation from the formula do we want? It's something we, we get whenever a new game comes out, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously Street Fighter 3 was a whole lot different from Street Fighter Fighter 2. Street Fighter 4 was a whole lot different from 3. 5 was a lot different than 4. You know, we always say, you know, we we when we like a game, we want more of that, but just take the bad stuff out. But you ask 100 people what the bad stuff is. Uh, can you scroll up to the parent? Oh, well, you didn't give me the parent. All right, fine. Hold on. Uh, but yeah, that was the um, tweet I was talking about. Um, so there was a crash. The game had issues when because they used the avatar um, lobby system. When a bunch of avatars got together, uh, the game didn't handle that very well. Uh, so they asked people to keep their distance. Uh, and stay where they are. So basically, practicing social distancing in lobbies. Life imitates art. No, I'm sorry. Art imitates life. Guilty gear. Uh, no. It, so the the lobby thing is hilarious, and here's why. Uh, first, I think it's a like the idea of it is awesome. I really like the idea of it. The thought behind it is amazing. Like you can. Essentially, like, I made a little, like, 8-bit avatar of myself in there, and it was funny because I was wearing a Speedo. Uh, And that's something nobody wants to see. Uh, But I think it's, like, the perfect case study for delay-based netcode because that lobby is... So the lobby is a bunch of, like, everybody's avatars, and you're walking around, and to start matching with somebody, you pull out a, a weapon. And then if you're if you if you cross your swords if you cross the streams then you start uh, that's how you initiate a fight with somebody right that's how the lobby works now two issues with that first the lobby's in two D so like Steve was saying like you can have a bunch of people in the same area and it's just gonna be a clusterfuck of stuff like and it's just gonna be bad news bears uh, secondly there's three floors. Right, so like they they try to mitigate that by having three floors, but it's not enough room. There's like fifty people like all crammed into like this tiny little hotel room. It looks like with three floors, and it's like a library, and there's all this other bullshit in there. Uh, so it just looks so weird. Uh, but it's a really cool idea, and I hope they mess with it to hopefully try to make it better. Um, but what I was with a fr- I was playing with a friend, and. We did a thing where we were sharing screens so I could see his screen. And it was like a minute of a delay just between me and my friend. So I can't even imagine like the delays between other people. So like you would, you could go up to somebody who's sitting there with their sword out, with their dick out. You pull out your dick to start battling and they're not even there anymore. It's like light years, right? Like you see them there, but they're not really there. It's, it, it's over. And then, and then you had this weird phenomenon where you have people just like floating across the lobby because the delay-based netcode is trying to catch up. Uh, it was really funny. It was super funny, and I think it's like once they, I think once they, st- I honestly think that once they get the rollback netcode on there, that's going to be a little better. 
We can hope. Do you think they're going to need till next year, or do you want to see it come out in 2020? Okay, what what do they need to do with the game still? They need oh, to... I don't know. I, I don't have enough of a nuanced understanding of it to really have that conversation. That's why I'm asking you. But from your point of view, do you think it'd be okay if it came out? I mean, I'm sorry. Do you think that it coming out in a few months is enough time to get it from what you saw with the beta to an acceptable launch title? How, do we even have a date? That is, 2020. Yeah. And I, I think that with everything that's going on, I think 2021 points mm-hmm. uh outcome. Steve, because can you say that one more time? We lost you. Can we say that one more time? Uh, 2021? Say, that's going, 2021 is going to be a far more uh, likely outcome. Okay. And understandable with the coronavirus stuff and the quarantine stuff going on. It's like people aren't going to be too mad about it. Mm-hmm. A delay. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily disagree. And granted, I know nothing about the dev cycle or what they're going through over there at Arxis. So I am not the person to ask. But I will say this. I think the base game is there. Right? I Yeah, I have my issues with, you know some of the some of the mechanics but like at the end of the day i feel like once we play the game more once we have all the characters like we're all going to get used to it and it's going to be a fun game um and this is what betas are for mm -hmm. i think that this is a very successful uh, i'll say i went into the uh weekend with everyone very excited and very happy to play and sharing footage and excited about all the, the everything and when I came back from the weekend, uh, on Monday morning, it was just a shit show of how bad the beta was. Mm-hmm. But now that things have kind of evened out, it feels like, and, and the, the dust has settled, it really does appear to be um, a learning process. And it really, the ball just goes back into the developer's court now, mm-hmm. and we see what they do with this information. Yeah. And like we're getting at, it doesn't really matter how long it takes them. If it's another six or eight months, great. But we'd much rather have a legit title on release than something rushed out. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't take as long, as many months as Piozera has been subscribed, because he's been subscribed for yeah, 30. Yeah, that'd be way too long. Uh, so thank you, Piozera. Uh, but, yeah, and they even had a survey. And the survey was, like, an actual, like, good survey. I enjoyed taking it, because it did go into detail. It was like, hey, uh, it had the general, like, uh, one through five, what did you think about these concepts? Uh, and then it straight up asked you to to say uh, it straight up asked you to explain like hey what were things you liked about this what were things you didn't like about this um which i think are cool uh and i don't know how like how big the pool of players were but uh, i'm sure they're gonna get like a bunch of varied responses mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I don't know if i've said this here but the term beta test has changed from like five ten years ago where a beta test was straight up an actual like QA test where some people uh, from outside of the dev circle would get to try the game and they would figure out what was wrong with it before they released the game. Lately, beta means demo. It's like, hey, play our game before it comes out. So I think Guilty Gear was a bona fide beta test where they wanted to test all this shit out. And I'm happy they did because could you imagine if this shit came out on the full game, people would be rioting in the streets. doesn't even matter about social distancing. People would be marching to Japan (laughs) across the Pacific Ocean to to riot. I'm just 
I'm just imagining like a hundred people in downtown Minneapolis protesting, uh, you know, stay at home orders. And then two blocks away, 500 people carrying banners saying, make Potemkin great again. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what if they're out on the steps of Washington, the Potemkin steps or Battleship Potemkin? That's like an old famous movie. Yeah, I could see people like walking across the ice bridge, although the ice bridge is probably gone at this point, uh, from Alaska to Russia to go to Japan, go outside the Arc System Works office and start yelling about shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, it's no. like I said, I think the ideas are there, right? And I thought the lobby system idea was great. Like, it, there's something cool there. The thing that kind of ruined it was the netcode. <laughs> Were you cool with the graphics being all super low res and such in the uh, in the lobby? Lobby. Yeah, I thought I thought it was like a super charming thing, because like charming? yeah, because it's like look. We have, and it's like such a cool contrast, right? Because you have like the exact opposite of that happening with the game itself, where like the visuals are super uh, high def and super smooth and super great. Uh, so having that juxtaposition where you're not looking at the same type of art style over and over again, I think, is good because you get tired of the game less quickly. Mm. Granted, I will say this. Sorry, I just wanted to point one more thing out. The way they had, I don't know if you guys have seen screenshots of it, but they had. Uh, the lobby took two thirds of the screen, and then one third of the screen was like this giant panel that was like for news and shit. Mm-hmm. That was annoying as hell. I heard the same, yeah. Because like I, it felt like it. I could close it, but I couldn't close it. And it's funny because the week prior to this beta, uh, we had talked about how devs should implement uh, ways of showing like oh what events are happening what's going on and that's exactly what that's for like they had pictures of events there as a placeholder picture of like hey here are tournaments that that are happening now uh but that ain't the way to do it though it's so annoying <laughs> uh it just it did like it made it seem like i was missing half of the screen even though i wasn't i think that might just be a design thing that they have to look at and yeah the yeah people are saying like so the way they made the lobbies, which, again, I think is a great idea, is they have floors. I think they have a total of 10 floors. And each floor is based on a skill level, right? So you have floor 1 is, like, very beginner, and floor 10 is, like, you know, you level up your way there. The issue with that is, A, uh, you would be having some fights with friends. And then all of a sudden, after a fight, you would get kicked out because they're like, hey, you can move up a floor now. Uh which was very annoying because getting back into the lobby was such a hassle and getting back into playing games with your friends was such a hassle uh, that getting pulled out of it was not great. And the other thing too is, and I don't know, I don't know if this is a good idea or a bad idea. It felt like a bad idea because I wanted to play my friends and I didn't get the chance to do it because of this. The higher level you get, uh, they start blocking off some of the lower floors. Mm-hmm. So you can get to a point where you can only go to floor number 10. Uh, But if you're a level 1 player, like if you have access to that level 1 floor, you can still go up to floor number 10. Right, so like if you want to meet your friend, you could all just meet at lobby number 10 in the East Coast or whatever. Um, It was a little frustrating where it's like, you know, I have a friend floor level 6 and I can't go there. It's like, oh, well, I guess I'm just going to go fight some randos. Get bad. Yeah. Scrub. Yeah, I could only go to floor number 10 for the last day of the beta. It was awful. 
damn it. <laughs> what I was going to say, uh, Kaiser Ken points this out and pointed this out in chat. You know, feedback is going to be so important, especially now, because Arxis lost that avenue of getting direct feedback from players at the events that they were bringing the demos to. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, you know, from having that feedback from a player who's at dedicated enough to actually go out to an event and try their hand in a tournament is valuable. You know, it's not the, necessarily the only point of view worth listening to, but it's an important point of view. Mm-hmm. And they lost their direct access to that. Yep, they even lost access to location tests, right? Because arcades in Japan aren't functioning right now. Yeah. So, yeah, them be rough times. But yeah, no, uh, I do think that this beta was done well in the sense that they know what to fix. And I think that's all you can hope for. And there are a lot of people that are saying, like, oh, this is going to turn people away because it was such a shitty experience. It's like, it's a fucking beta test. They tell you how many times that that is in the final product. And granted, well, well, granted, all the other games that use the beta as a demo also put that on there. <laughs> that said, you know, there have been multiple studies that have shown that games that offer uh, demos before release have shown, have proven... Uh, to sell less that game than games that don't because a beta or a demo is you know it may attract some fans that wouldn't necessarily give your game a shot mm. but it's also going to turn away more people uh if it's not exactly the way they thought it was going to be or if there is some sort of glitch in the demo and they found that that second group is a lot larger than the first group in most cases. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, either way, you have to commend Arxis for, you know, getting as much of the game into people's hands as possible in, you know, in this position. Yeah, but let me let me throw a counterpoint your way. Uh, look at the ways you... Like, the, the it's a closed beta test, so it wasn't open, so not... Everybody got to play this, right? A uh, little, little Johnny, a uh, little Billy. We'll call him Billy. A uh, little Billy, six years old, never played a fighting game in his life, d- does not know this is happening. Most of the people that do know this is happening are people who are Guilty Gear fans, are in the FGC, or know yeah, somebody who is. With expectations, too. That are with expectations. And the people who are more likely to you know, be your evangelicals for the game. Like they're going to be the ones that go to their other scenes and say, you know what? I picked up uh, strive and it's really good. Mm-hmm. So you're, you know, you're, you put out a demo, you risk losing those. If the demo isn't, this isn't, isn't a demo though. And even, <laughs> well, it's, it's effectively a demo. Yes. It's effectively a demo. And even if the demo is amazing for, technical standpoint if the gameplay isn't exactly what they want Mm -hmm. they're gonna still have that you know i'm not really feeling it you know i'm I'm not really hyped for this release anymore Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you're not wrong i think i see it a different way where and this is again i don't know how other people think nor do i care uh but i kind of see it as like uh you know, it's a it's it's a 
test, right? They're testing shit out. It's like, hey, come help us test this shit out. And you get a you do get a glimpse of the base mechanics of the game, which again I thought were fun. Uh and you get to see all the other shit that's wrong with it, and they're gonna fix it, hopefully. Um I say that not knowing if they're gonna fix it or not, but I have some confidence in them that they will. Uh and uh Yeah, and like I think I think I think this was more for the reason of the devs getting data than to try to impress people. And whether that's good or bad, I think that's that's open to the opinion of whoever is experiencing it. But I see it as a good thing. And but even and if people sorry. choose not to sorry, if people choose not to buy it because of the way this beta went, then you know, not not much we could do otherwise. Right. The one thing I'll say to that is that, you know, there are so many fighting games out there. You know, we might be entering a bit of a dry spell now because of everything that's going on, but you still have King of Fighters 15 on the horizon, at least. Mm -hmm. So every new game or every new bit of info or every new beta, every new demo is a chance to impress or an opportunity to impress players. You know, they're not they're not necessarily going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. John, any final thoughts on Guilty Gear? No, I didn't play it, and I haven't had a lot of experience. Oh, I did want to ask, has anybody seen the Faust butt plug move in this new game? I don't think it's in there. I haven't. I haven't. I didn't play many Fausts. Anybody? Has anybody seen it in the new game? I've I heard I, there's footage of it floating around, but I feel like it would be really floating around if it were actually out there. I will say this. While yeah, so it isn't in the game. I will say this. Have you seen the the Faust Afro effect? Yes, yes, yes. That's so, a really cool. Have we done that kind of a thing, or have have fighting games done that where you add a hurt box to someone? Yeah, I don't know, but Faust has a command grab where he chops up your hair and turns it into an afro. And then you have, like, this extended hurt box above you, <laughs> which is, like, the funniest fucking thing on Earth. Which, and I love it. Which can ignite and it blows up, yep. even if you're blocking, I think. Uh, I'm, even if you're blocking? I don't know. I didn't play that many Fausts, unfortunately. Um, but I thought that shit was an amazing idea, and it's hilarious in every way. Do we, do we not think that characters are going to have two supers by the time the game comes out? Is that... Some characters do have two supers. I think I don't know if Faust had yeah. two. I have I didn't look. Um, but I'm wondering if it's if it's gonna be a staple. It's just like this is how far we are right now, so we'll release it. You know, it's like a limited roster and a limited supers and uh, on that roster. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see it when we get there. Because hmm. uh, I don't know. But um, all right, we have a half an hour left. Let's get to this shitty topic. Um, <laughs> John, you want to tee this up for us? I will tee this up for us. So uh, a few days back, I think it was on April 15th, Low Tier God, the guy that we usually don't talk about much anymore, did something toxic, no news so far. He ran into Ceroblast, which later on in the story it will become relevant. Ceroblast, who came out uh, in the end of March as um, with a what feminine pronoun. Mm-hmm. So now she, uh, the Ken player, the very, <laughs> the very squirrely, chaotically calculated Ken player. Um, So she's trans. And so those two met online, and the... (laughs) 
Ceroblast started basically trolling Low Tier God with a whole bunch of sweeps in a row. Low Tier God pulls off his trademark moves and rage quits. And then for at least a minute and 30 seconds, at least that's how long the clips were that were starting to circulate after this, Low Tier God goes on a rant saying a bunch of homophobic and transphobic things uh, directly about Ceroblast, or using a bunch of slurs and attacking Ceroblast. So that starts to make the rounds on social media, and it quickly gets to uh, both Alex Jabaley and Rick Thier, the Hatto, uh, the respective Thier? TOs of... Is it Thier? I thought it was Thier. 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 Yes. Hang it. I thought I was correcting myself, because I... Never mind. Sorry. Sorry, Rick. Thier. Um, so the TOs of Combo Breaker and CEO, two, I would say, of the, uh, of the top three biggest yearly tournaments in uh, America. And they will say LTG is no longer welcome at our events. And then just a few days later, Mr. Wizard takes to Twitter to let everyone know that the same is true for Evo. Well, the, uh, the story doesn't really end there. And in fact, at that point, everybody was pretty much just going, I didn't realize LTG wasn't already banned from these things. Uh, so apparently he wasn't. But people started to then proceed to dig a little bit on Ceroblast and uncover a tweet from, I think it was roughly three weeks prior, as well as some footage on her stream of her using the N-word and then tweeting the N-word uh, toward a, uh, another FGC member. And that got her banned from CEO Combo Breaker and then Evo. And now we're standing at this place where we're going, uh, did we just set a new precedent, a new rule, where if you have used the N-word on your Twitter, you're about to get banned because that's a large part of the FGC. And so that's where we're kind of standing right now. And the tournament organizers need to consider this very heavily as they take their next steps. And so does the FGC as a whole. It's it's most directly the tournament organizers that are making this call right now, but let's not pretend like it's the voices of the people that attend their events and that depend on these people to make the atmosphere at their events both fun and safe. We're going to lift their voices up right now and influence decisions too. So uh, where do we go next? I sat and I thought about this for like a good two hours on Monday morning when I kind of went over all and, and soaked all this news in. But I don't really think that uh, I have my opinions, um, but I really don't think that it's uh, so much my place to, to really talk about it. Um, I don't think I'd have much of an audience. So I always wanted to kind of set that all up and um, see what you guys thought about it. First, let me say this. Uh, the, from what I understand, the punishment that Cyroblast is getting and the punishment that LTG is getting are two different punishments. Uh, where LTG, I think, is gone for good. Cereblast, I think, is temporary. From what I saw. I, I, off the top of my head, I know Cereblast uh, is banned from Combo Breaker 2021. Um, I, I believe LTG's ban from Evo is indefinite. Mm -hmm. um, which sort of a moot point since I don't believe he's been to Evo in many years. So He was there recently, right? He has been there. Yeah, uh, like I either last year or two I, years ago? I think two years ago. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not certain. I know I've seen him there, but I'm not certain how recent, so I won't say. Yeah. Um, either way, I think to that note, uh, my only question is what the hell took you so long? Uh, because, <laughs> right. and not only, like, he... 
he's kind of how do I word this? Toxic. Uh, yeah, uh, he he's not kind of toxic. He is toxic, and he's kind of like this bad blemish on the FGC. Makes people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, unsafe. He, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, actually, I wouldn't use unsafe. Maybe I would use it. I don't know. I, I don't think I would use the term unsafe. Uh, simply because, like, he doesn't he doesn't go out much, from what I understand, right? So I think from that standpoint, and granted, the shit he says is fucking deplorable and it's awful. Uh, but I don't get the vibe that he would act on it. With that said, yeah, with that every, yeah, with that said, I don't think that makes it any better. But go on, sorry. I was just gonna say, and with the. You know, when he has gone to events, you know, he hasn't had every, any issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he, from all accounts, he, he, he is a much different person in person than he is in these offline uh, events, <laughs> offline, or these online uh, environments, mm-hmm. I should say. I, I've, I've been out with him. Like, I was there at the Viscant thing at Wednesday Night Fights, and Mike Watson had a... Uh a 10 pound dumbbell behind the desk so i <laughs> grabbed it and i uh while they were playing i think it was at that one i wrote ltg on my bicep and was doing like the <laughs> curls and stuff so and and no one and i say that to say that no one felt unsafe uh there but i would make the argument that people would say uh with the things that he says mm-hmm. i feel unsafe like i, I i'm I hear that manifesting in my ears or in my brain as uh, as I think about this right now. Like that's the direction people would go, and that's the argument that would get him kicked out. Right. Uh, I think with everything that we see from him, like anytime he pops up, it's because he's saying something misogynistic or uh, homophobic, transphobic, et cetera, et cetera. So why did it take until now for all this to happen? Right. Uh, I I th- I can think of one specific case that I think bugged me more than anything else. Uh, actually, I don't know if it bugged me more than anything else, but it sticks out in my mind for some reason. Is uh, when he was talking shit on Briley legs and essentially making fun of somebody who is handicapped. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like if that ain't a red flag to begin with, among some of the other shit that he has said, like why now? Well, the president did that too. So. <laughs> And I will say, you know, that is an aspect that has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Because when you were, when TOs make a ban on on something, especially for something that doesn't happen in the scope of their own event, they are making a statement as to what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. Mm -hmm. They are creating a line that says, okay, if you cross this line, you are not welcome in my arena. Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, what LTG said was deplorable. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I think a lot of people would say, you know, if you have a line, if you are a person who believes that, you know, someone should be banned for things they say, yes, that certainly falls in that category. But it also, in, unintentionally, intentionally or not, it also creates, it says, Anything before that point was fine. So he has said disgusting things about a whole mess of group, groups of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, running up and down the gamut. Mm-hmm. And why is this the line? You know, it, it, it may not be the intent to say the other stuff 
doesn't bother us so much. But that is the message that can come off mm-hmm. uh, when you make these actions right now. Well, and I think in the terms of, uh, of, of LTG, why haven't we cared before now and we care now? Um, there's two answers to that. One, you have to be willfully blind to say that our society hasn't evolved in what it tolerates, what it acknowledges, what uh, what it picks up on its radar in terms of uh, things that are offensive, things that can be said, things that can't be said, things that will get you ostracized for, for saying out loud. That's always changing, and it's changed very rapidly in recent years. And... Um, and I think now, yes, anything, like 90% of the things that LTG would say would qualify for, uh, for him getting that ass banned. Uh, but the evolution has been happening, and it hasn't been here yet. It's like, and now it's here. The, and, in, and even so, though, a few years ago, it was already, I would argue, strong enough um, in the current movement that we're in where LTG would be ostracized away. But what I think happened was he was... I want to say legitimately already kicked out of the group in a certain sense. And the evidence for that was that people legitimately stopped caring. He would say these crazy things and, uh, and maybe stop caring isn't the right way of saying it, but he'd say these crazy things and they'd say, that's horrible. We get it. We don't care anymore if it's an act or if it's actually how it is. We legitimately want to turn this guy off. We're, like when he's on the TV, when he's on this, uh, the stream, we don't want it. And he has his followers, sure, but he's banned all over the place. Uh, when if, if we ever posted news about him on Event Hubs, the comments were all not, ooh, this is juicy TMZ stuff. What did LTG do? Ooh, let's talk about it. It was all, don't give this guy a platform. We don't want to hear about him. We legitimately want him out of our minds. And so I think that he went into this, this little pocket where he had his followers who would encourage what he's doing or at least be entertained by what he's doing. But the FGC as a whole it struck us all as very crazy that, that he wasn't already banned. I think it's because we just sort of put him off into the back of our minds. And, and for all intents and purposes, he was kind of outside already. Now he's outside uh, uh, with the actual, what do you say, the, the, the hammer of the law. Um, but I think that would kind of explain why it's played out the way it's played out with him. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, I, I think I, I can, I can kind of agree to your point where you see someone doing the same thing over and over again. It turns into white noise after a while. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I but don't... Is that, you know, is it okay to treat it as white noise? Well, well I don't okay think it to... was that. It, I don't think it was that people. It's they legitimately turned it off. Like they didn't see it anymore. They blocked him. They, the people that, that we didn't want to see him, so we, we turned that channel legitimately off. We got him out of our Twitter feeds. We got him. We don't watch his YouTube videos. And he legitimately was outside. It wasn't that we were hearing it and just going, "Oh, let's just turn a blind ear eye to it." It was that it, we legitimately weren't even hearing it. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, H, HK uh, Solonero uh, says, why why are they the bands of differing lengths? The way I look at it is this. Uh, LTG, this is not just for this instance. This is sort of a lifetime achievement award, if you will, uh, for stupidity. Whether this is something he legitimately believes or if he's playing a character when he's on stream or if he's just saying he's he's playing a character 
when you develop a brand based on that toxicity, you know, that, you know, being the shit talking guy, you know, you, when you base your entire livelihood on that, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get dunked on when, whenever you step out, you know, when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes and he won the biggest stupid prize because he's been playing the stupid game for a very long time. Um, I will say, you know, for, for the ban on Ceroblast, uh, she got banned for using the N-word with the A ending, not the E-R, should be pointed out, uh, because some people think that's no big deal. Some people think that's a very big deal. Um, and she is of Asian descent, not African American. She did say that she grew up around people who used the word um, and that she used within her friend groups. She's trying to remove that from her, her vocabulary. She mm-hmm. is far from the only person in the FGC who uses the N-word. Mm-hmm. I, she is far from the only non-black person in the FGC who uses the N-word. Um, if that is the line, and that is the line that's going to be in place going forward, our... our are events seriously prepared to stick to that line? Mm-hmm. Are, are we going to say context? Because, you know, you can go back and dig out tweets at any point, you know, whether that word should be part of your vocabulary or not is a different conversation. And I got into it a little bit last week uh, with the eye racing stuff, but you can't pretend that it's not part, you know, it doesn't exist. And a lot of people, including some very popular people, have, excuse me, have used that, that word. And if, we're, if you're going to say this person is banned for using that word, but this person isn't, then you're going to create some very big issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know uh, Rick, who runs Combo Breaker, uh, has discussed creating a code of conduct for at least Combo Breaker. And I'm wondering if it would be one of those situations where a bunch of other major events co-sign. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I know we're running out of time, but what are your thoughts on something like that? Man, well, and is it does it apply like from this date forward, or do we get to scrub back through all of social media? And if you can find that's it... that's the question. Yep, and that's kind of what I hate about social media. It's turning into it's turning into kind of a smear campaign. It's like, oh, let's dig through everything this person has ever said, right? But here's the here's the situation that I, I find so interesting about what's going on now. Remember, I think it was right when I joined Best of Five. Uh, like one of the first shows I did was right was after the Marvel bars. No, I think it was either right before or right after the Marvel bars. It was the show where we had talked about a rant that was posted on Facebook by Chris G. That was both misogynistic and very racist. Black women, right? Yes. What the yeah, fuck does he's Chris G? By the way, like uh, there's. It feels like there's no way for him out of this if it goes any further. Yeah, and, like, look, and here's the thing. I'm not saying, like, like I'm sure he probably regrets it at this point, and if he doesn't, then whatever. That's for him to 
make peace with God or whatever. I don't know. Um, but when you have shit like that happen and nothing gets done to the point where like, you know, uh, like a group of women in the FGC had to get together and discuss it to see like, what the fuck do we do now? Cause this is just fucking terrible. Right. Where somebody holds a much higher status of power or not status of power, but like somebody who holds more prestige in this community, uh, goes on a rant like that. It's, ah, and then just to go back and like, just say like, Oh, this person said this one word once it's like, you know, and granted, I'm not saying that usage of that word is good or bad. I, it's terrible, and we shouldn't be using it in general. Uh, but it's like, I, I, I don't understand. Like, why now? <laughs> why now? That's what I'm trying to say. Why now when this you shit has been a problem? don't have a, a social definition of what's okay on it. As crazy as that might sound, we don't because it's like – is the, the Steve started this conversation with, by the way, Sarah Blast used the A instead of the R. It's like that's significant to some people, and to some people it's not. Some people say that uh, Asians have a pass, and obviously some don't. Some people say, you know, and there's like all the different rules, and, and it's all over the place. I know that when I Wednesday Night Fights, and this would have been maybe six or seven years ago, um, that word was thrown around very commonly across mm-hmm all races that were there all all ethnic backgrounds <laughs> and it was very casual and it got to the point where it was it was thrown around quite a bit but one night in particular we were actually discussing it and i was there with driftwood and he brent and i are like the whitest people in the fgc and they were talking about uh the idea of giving passes to us right and the whole thing was very cringy as i think about it but there it was it almost became like a this is what the cool kids do and if you want to talk like the cool kids we're giving you a pass in the club and there was almost the sense of like encouragement for everybody to use it now that's just a little microcosm and neither of us did by the way if anyone's wondering but that was this little microcosm of of the fgc and of the society in general but you have like all of these different standards and it's constantly changing and we're talking about in socal california is one of the most uh, uh, what progressive places out there. So you're saying, like, I don't see why it's okay now. It's like, yes, you do. It's like, it's not a good word. It, we shouldn't be using it. But the, the standards for it have been all over the place. And now we're seeing those results. People thought it was totally fine to put it on Twitter just a few years ago. And now they know for sure it's not. You know, but the only way you get that kind of a thing happening. I mean, I've, I've grown up. Um, I had friends who were not black um, who used that word and they were saying it to be edgy but they when they used it they weren't using it with malice necessarily behind it they were just like oh that's the cool way to refer to my friend hey my blank how you doing my you know you, you my blank dog <sighs> but that's gonna get clipped <laughs> and I've also had that word thrown at me in you know, ways that had malice behind it. Um, you know, I talked to someone online and as soon as I revealed I, I was black, I got that, I got watermelon jokes, I got fried chicken jokes. Um, it's it's very, very frustrating and it's it's very complex to figure out what is okay. And especially because you have people who will use that line, you, you know, they'll use that word out of anger, not necessarily because they have um, 
racist meaning behind it, but because they're looking for a word that hurts because they want to do as much damage with their words as possible, and that's what the, what's in the front of their mind. Mm-hmm. It There's just so much to unpack here. I don't know how we're going to do it. If you're... Do you... I guess you wouldn't have an answer, and I'm not going to ask for an answer. Of Like, if you're a TO, do you retract the ban on Ceroblast? Do you stop it right now, or do you keep banning everybody that you can find that's used it? Or I... Like, if I... At this point, I don't think you can backtrack the ban on her, um, mm-hmm. because the way it was used... The word itself wasn't necessarily used with Venom, but it was part of a message that was used with Venom. And I think walking back on that leads too much of a door open uh, for people who are going to intentionally try and, t- and walk up to the line. Uh, I, I, It's just, it's going to be very, very hard to navigate going forward. Especially because, you know, I hate saying it, but a lot of the TOs in prominent positions aren't people who are going to have that word thrown at them, uh, you know, with the same kind of venom that it's thrown at someone who looks like me or who looks like Big E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is a part of a larger discussion that has to happen. Um, and luckily for all of us, we're all stuck inside, not doing shit. So I think, uh, uh, the time to have this discussion, I think is as prime as ever, especially because we have new years and new things coming along. Um, I did see on Twitter that, uh, Rick was talking about exactly having this discussion and finding ways of making everybody comfortable and making everybody happy. And I think in the end, that's all we can strive for at this point. Am I wrong? I don't think there is a right answer. <laughs> that, that's what makes us uh, yeah. confident. And it, I, got, I also have to shout out, not shout out maybe, but acknowledge that how much that these TOs are dealing with right now with the crappiness that it already is to have your event uh, either postponed or likely postponed um, for this year. And then I think... Um, uh, Rick posted about having some uh, some sickness going around, and mm-hmm. so uh, you know prayers and spirit bomb energy over to you and your family, the, the Thires. Yeah. And uh, man, I, I do not envy those positions right now. So to have this heaped on on top of all that, and then now this potential can of worms that's kind of already open. But how do you deal with it? Um, <laughs> keep fighting. Yeah. Uh, all right, gents. It's seven thirty. Any final thoughts? Anything that you don't want left unsaid before we say goodbye? Um, I should mention that I want, I'll talk about it more next week, but uh, there is going to be a big charity event uh, for King of Fighters on uh, social media. Excuse me. It's going to be uh, Team USA versus Team Mexico. Uh, It will be a charity event to benefit uh, Mexican hospitals uh, that will be, uh, sorry, I'm trying to find the, oh. um, but that will be May 9th on, uh, Televisa's, uh, social media platforms. So we'll, we'll talk about that more next week. Yep. Uh, John, anything else? 
Nope. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Got up to, uh, what is it, 120-something today, so that's great. Yeah. If, if so only we appreciate didn't... everyone who, who spends some time with us. Uh, Ultra Chen's got uh, Keats on tonight. Uh, they're going to be talking about uh, game development, uh, developing for enticing new players. So that should be an interesting discussion tonight. Are they going to talk about what we talk about? They, I would assume so. Um, that is definitely not a topic I think they're going to avoid. Cool. All right. Well, this has been Best of Five, ladies and gents. Thanks for joining us. This has been uh, myself, Elon, John Guerrero, Steve Al for truly the main squeeze Ace King offsuit jerk. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you all on the flip side. Good night, Canada. That's a overlap.